Welcome in to the Train With The Best podcast, the first of 2021. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gores. Chris on Zoom, back from Onyx Camp in Tampa, Florida. I did not get to go this year. Uh, I don't know if, if you out there, the listener, have heard, but there's a global pandemic, and that slightly complicates things. But Chris and Aguchi uh, put on a great camp again, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But uh, it's been a couple weeks since we talked, man. How you been? Like, what, I guess everything's kind of been focused on camp. You got to bring the family down, which is awesome. Like, how you been? Yeah, man, everything is good. It's funny you say there's a global pandemic going on because in Florida, you would never know. Um, <laughs> Joy. It's kind of crazy down there. It's like it's like they look at me like, why are you wearing a mask? Right. Like, I'm like, uh, because there's a global pandemic going on. Um, so it, it is a little bit interesting to go down there and, um, you know, you make sure you, you keep your distances and stuff and, and you be respectful. Like, you know, obviously people are going to make their own choices and then it's up to you to make your own choices to protect yourself and make sure you don't jeopardize anything. And for really, really for me, I, when I'm down there, I don't want to jeopardize the safety of anybody in the camp. Right. So yeah, we're down there. We're doing the best that we can to keep ourselves, you know, um, safe so that nobody gets infected and nobody brings it to everybody else because, you know, we've got work to do. So, um, yeah. Happy 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see how things change next week when they're, could be a national mask mandate for uh, the new administration, but that's a, a different thing, a different topic for a different podcast. Um, right. Yeah, right. Uh, back here in in the lovely Washington D.C., it's just been quiet, man. There's nothing nothing that's happened in D.C. that right. could possibly. You know what? I miss I miss when the biggest controversy in D.C. was whether or not Dwayne Haskins was supposed to let go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I was I was. Like two weeks ago, the biggest controversy in D.C. was Dwayne Haskins, local Bullets kid, gets let go of the team, right? Yeah. And a week ago, that all changed. I would, I would take a good old Washington football team scandal. I would take, I would take a tan suit scandal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild times in D.C., uh, which is why we're hiding out in the burbs. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Um, on the fitness front, uh, it's also been fun, though. Uh, you know, just got to figure things out, drive around a little bit. Uh, I have been or we, we uh, me and my girlfriend went down to my parents for a little bit, kind of did a mini quarantine, got tested, make sure we, we were good and, and went down to South Carolina uh, where we had because nice. Rachel's Rachel, as you know, uh, the listener might not. My girlfriend is a senior master coach at Solid Core. And so we introduced my mother to Solid Core at home. That was fun. Uh, she was like, what is this? What is happening to me? Um, so we did, we did that, came back, uh, been, been hanging out out here in the burbs and, uh, look forward to hopefully things calming down, uh, in, in the district soon. Uh, nice, peaceful, lovely city that we have there. Um, but other than that, uh, the other thing that, uh, you know, in terms of like family, family workouts that I did want to ask you about before we, uh, take a quick break and get on Onyx camp is, uh, how much weight's your daughter lifting these days? And how did that oh happen? God. You know what? I don't know, man. Maybe she's on steroids. I have no idea. <laughs> Mila's, Mila's hiding uh, some, <laughs> some HGH in her Cheerios. You know, all right. So for me, it's surprising because uh, I was not, and, and probably still to this day, I'm not like huge on weightlifting. Like that's not my thing. I do it because it's become a part of my life and I, I've, learn to like it but that was not something that i was I, I enjoyed particularly because i just wasn't good at it either right like i was always a fast twitchy explosive 
could jump high, could run fast, do all those things. But like, if you put me in the weight room, that sucked. Like I hated going to the weight room as a freshman in high school because everybody was lifting these big weights and like I had the little dinky weights on there. And, you know, as a guy, especially, you don't want to do that. Right. So I was not naturally strong. So I have no idea where this comes from, from her. I know her mom is, is naturally strong. Venus, uh, a pretty athletic person as well. Um, but for, for me to see what Mila was doing, it was, was pretty incredible, especially since like we've, We've never really touched the weights. I've always done functional stuff with her. She's always been around, so she's she's picked up some of the, the strength training stuff, but we never really loaded her up. Um, after about Thanksgiving, we decided, all right, I think you're at the point now where I, I can keep doing all this functional stuff, but like you, you're probably ready for me to just throw some weights at you. So we started doing squat. We started doing deadlift and – the second time that she ever squatted, she squatted 135 for five times. And just so Which people really know, she's impressive. 14 now? 15? She's 14. She's a freshman in high school. She's yeah. 14 years old. Which is, uh, you know, again, 135 pounds, that's not lightweight for a female. Um, and especially if you're getting full-depth squats, which she did. I've got the video to prove it. Yeah. And then um, I, I watched her do deadlift, and she got to 205 easily. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is – this is nuts because even some of my college athletes and even some of my professional soccer players are like, oh, no, 225 is, is too heavy for me. So here she is just banging 205 out the first time that she's ever done deadlift. And I stopped there because I didn't want to ruin anything. She's got great form or, or whatever. The second time that we go and do deadlift, she crushes 225 for five reps like she's always been doing there. Yeah. So – uh, it was pretty impressive for me to see. Um, it shows what good genes can do. It shows what uh, good training can do if you do it right. And like, like for me, it was like, wow, like you don't have to lift heavy to get good at lifting heavy, right? Because we've never lifted heavy, and here she is, you know. Right, and so that I actually, you know, we can brag on Mila uh, and congrats Mila uh, for killing it. Um, I know that have, knowing her, the little bit that I do, and, and talking to you about her, um, I know the kind of drive she has, and she's she's got the chance to be a special athlete. Um, and as you said, like genetics plays a part of this. You you're a superior mover. Vina's a really strong person. That comes together, and voila, here's here's uh, Mila. But from like a coach's standpoint, what do you, what lessons do you take from that and try to apply or think, do you think apply more broadly to youth athletes in terms of when to implement weight training, what kind of things can lead up to eventual successful weight training? Like what, what do you, what does coach Chris take from dad Chris and, and what he's seen? I think, I think for me as a trainer, I look at it and I say, you know, slow down to speed up, right? Because, if you look uh, again, this is not me bragging, but 225 for any freshman, 225 for five reps for any female at all is, is a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. um, 225 for a 14 year old female is nuts. Right. And what I see of so much, especially when parents talk to me and, and youth athletes, they want to rush into lifting weights. Right. So what I would say is slow down. There's so many other ways that we can get you stronger that's going to be way more effective and get you more aware of your body and, and just, just trust the process because if you do that, by the time you do get to lift weights, you're going to be so far ahead 
and you're not going to have all of those issues from doing things with bad form or, you know, starting to lift too heavy too early. So for, for me, the, the, the lesson is slow down to speed up, especially when you're training youth athletes. Yeah. And I think also just it shows the power of moving well. Um, you know, as you said, you've done a bunch of functional stuff. Her movement patterns are great. Like she doesn't have like the power and the strength she has is one thing, but the form being impeccable comes from superior movement training throughout her youth. Um, you know, she's obviously got someone great to emulate. Um, you've worked with her in specifics. And, and one thing that I'll add, um, because I know this is important to you that you've, you've talked about on the pod over the years, um, in regards to her and, and told me, you know, off mic in general is like, you never pushed her for anything. Like she wanted this. So this isn't like the case of uh, a helicopter parent going in and just like, trying to science experiment with this kid um, or anything. This is stuff that Mila always wanted. But, you know, when she sought that out, you you focused on quality um, and movement quality. And, and that turned into someone who moves really efficiently. And obviously, when you move more efficiently, ultimately, you can move more weight. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, I'm proud of who she's who she is, not just as an athlete, but as a person. I mean, she's she's definitely got that work ethic. It's definitely something that I have to steer and not push. Um, mm. And and, and uh, hopefully that that is going to keep going. I don't see why I wouldn't. I love that phrase, steer, don't push. I have to use that as an episode title. Uh, all right, <laughs> coming up after these short messages, as they say in the business, uh, we'll talk about Onyx Camp, uh, what Chris and Aguchi did to make it a success, and uh, what it was like to train uh, in a bubble in the time of COVID. Uh, that's next on the Train With The Best Podcast. The Train With The Best Podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee, and I have done it. I have finally climbed Super Mountain. I have tried every single type of super coffee product that exists. I talked about that we went to South Carolina. Well, my parents, uh, the people that we were with in South Carolina, uh, they have a Keurig, which meant I could finally try some super coffee pods. So I ordered them, I brought them down, and they were great. I wish I had also had the foresight to get some super creamer. That was a mistake on my end. But the coffee itself Fantastic. And you can get some right now for 25% off. That's right. Just go to drinksupercoffee.com slash TWTB. That's drinksupercoffee.com. TWTB is the code, as in train with the best, 25% off your first order. Because whether it's grab and go or you're just making your Keurig coffee at home, Super Coffee has you covered. And they remind you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. That is the key to life. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus. Momentus, the top flight recovery company. I change what they are every time just because they keep expanding on the things that they're doing. And I just, I love them. And I want to be all-encompassing. Uh, things that I've been using a lot of lately. Really have kind of routine going. And uh, as I've gotten back into the routine in the last couple of days... I've definitely seen uh, some of my metrics uh, that I'm measuring in Whoop go back up. Uh, I've gotten out of the habit, just doing too much uh, of being consistent with my creatine, being consistent with my collagen, being consistent with my proteins after I work out. Um, about the only thing I was doing consistently was momentous sleep, and uh, that's definitely been helpful, but uh, you got you to gotta stay consistent. Recovery is the most important thing 
uh, in terms of making sure that you're able to perform at a high level, that you're able to think at a high level, uh, that you are treating your body the way it needs to be treated to avoid injury or getting sick or all the bad things that all of you smart people who listen know that can happen if you don't properly recover. So Momentus has you covered. Uh, we got you covered with the code train with the best 25 put together a cart, go to checkout and make it all subscriptions, all the things that you're going to want. And it's really easily customizable as well, which is awesome because you can say, all right, the collagen, maybe only need that or the sleep. For instance, it comes in with 60 pills. That's two months worth. So you don't need to do a monthly uh, shipment of that. You can do every two months where your protein you might need once a month. So put together whatever it is that your cart and then use the code train with the best 25 and you'll get 25% off that first order. And then all the recurring orders on the subscription, 15% off those. So you're always saving money. It's a premium product that you're now getting at a discount brand price just because you listen to this podcast. What a perk. What a perk. Go to livemomentous.com. Use the code train with the best 25 because if you're going to train with the best, you better recover with the best. And that's why we choose Momentous. All right. Chris is back from Tampa where they had the fourth annual Onyx Winter Elite Performance Camp. Unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, it was a little bit smaller, a little bit different this year. It was uh, a big step, though, for Onyx and, and for what you guys are building in terms of the partnership with the USL. It was just the men this year. Women's camp should return next year. But, uh, Chris, when did you and Aguchi decide to do the camp? And how, like, what went into the decision that you were going to be able to go forward and do something, even if it wasn't able to build on exactly what we did last year um so it's really a couple of things that all came together one we, we've been working on this particular camp probably probably for about two years now um because last year as you know we were in brandon florida which wasn't the best location we had a, a amazing fields the guys over there at that facility were, were were amazing as far as giving us access to good quality grass and good quality pitches and all those other things but we didn't have a weight room. We didn't have a locker room. We didn't, it, it was far from the airport. Um, it wasn't the most ideal situation, blessing people to and from the fields in the hotel. It wasn't great. Um, this facility that we, we were able to nail down for this year, again, we've been working on it for two years. It just happens to be the exact same facility that Vertimax is in. Um, That's helpful. So that was an, another, another plus. But they've got great grass fields. They've got a turf field. So when we're doing our speed and agility stuff, we can go over to the turf. They've got locker rooms for us. The hotel is across the street, so there's no rides. Everybody can just walk to practice and walk to the workouts and things like that. So we've been working on the facility for a couple of years. And then we got to go ahead late in the summer, early in the fall, to say, hey, yeah, we're going to be able to push through with this with with all of the, the COVID restrictions and stuff. Um and, and with that, we had the largest participation we've ever had on the men's side. So we had 30 men um, and, and a couple of young guys coming in as well. Um, so that's the most we've ever had on the men's side. But it was a smaller camp overall because this is the first time in, in three years that we haven't done the women. So while it was the largest we've ever had on the men, it was also almost a little bit of a relief because we didn't have – four sessions a day got got down to two sessions a day with the women not being there yeah it's a game changer when because that you know last year when we get done with the first group and it's like 
oh god here come the van it's, it's almost like reinforcements are coming except for whatever the opposite of reinforcements are it's like reinforcements when you're the other side uh because you have to get up and do it again and and yeah. you know by the end uh it, it gets you know obviously it was an amazing time i wouldn't trade those 10 days yeah. for anything um but it it was tiring um and there were moments where like there's got to be a better way for us to do this um but when you're just you know when you're there and you have that many players like you got to you got to suck it up and do it um so what kind of precautions did you guys take and how did you organize around covid to make sure that everyone coming in was healthy and that everyone was kept healthy while you guys were there yeah so uh, obviously couldn't have done it without the help of everybody on the staff i mean we had uh, an amazing coaching staff this year of course me and gucci are there and then we, we were lucky to be able to welcome back erwin Segia, so he was there as well um and Irwin, as you know, does an amazing job at what he does. Um, and, and he helped to organize all of the temperature checks, um, all of the recovery checks, all those other things. So we made sure, number one, everybody got their COVID test, their negative test before they came in. That had to have been within five days of the start of camp. So everybody had mm. to come in with a negative test. Um, and then from there, um, we almost mandated everybody to stay in the hotel. We, we provided... Uh, uh, th there was a third party that helped to provide meals if they decided to do that. Other than that, we did Uber Eats and, and things like that. For the most part, um, everybody tried to stay in the hotel. We didn't we didn't go out. We didn't organize dinners the way that we usually do. Um, so uh, a little bit of the social stuff was 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 missing, but uh, it, it helped keep everybody safe. We had everybody again in the same spot. Um, so. We'll, we'll see in a couple of days because everybody went home and they all got tested again. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed, but so far so good. All of the tests have been coming back negative with everybody. So um, that will be the, the last key indicator for us to make sure that, Hey, was this, was this a really a success for us? Hey, you know, did we get with a hundred percent? Um, going to or I guess 0% COVID tests, right? That's, yeah. That's how we would hundred percent negative tests. Uh, what, yes. what did the partnership with the USL do for you guys? Like what, what changed about camp from last year and kind of how did that all, that all work? Yeah. So the, the first major thing was we had, uh, USL coaches who were helping us out. So, um, Coach Michael is the first – I'm forgetting his last name. I'm going to get his last name in a second here. But Coach Michael is um, – in, in, the, in the year of 2020, he is the first USSF pro-licensed African-American coach. So wow. we were lucky to have him on board. Um, and he was the one that was running the, 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 the sessions and the soccer stuff. And he's coaching over at Tulsa right now. So um, the quality of the soccer sessions was, was top-notch. Um, so that was the first part that USL helped us out with. Um, the second part was, and we can get to Mont Baird. And Mont Baird this year sent their pro guys. This wasn't their high school guys and their academy kids that were coming coming up. These were guys that were already pro, that were already contracted players. And it was great for our guys to be able to go up against that and see how well they compete. And they did really well. They actually – one on the aggregate there and with the presence of the usl we had the most coaches from teams and representations from usl teams that we've ever had with between coaches and agents and things like that so um 
one of the reasons why guys come to this camp is because, yeah, they want to get the training, but they also want to get the exposure to these teams so that teams can recognize who they are and hopefully offer contracts. And we're going to see a lot of guys getting signed within the next few weeks, hopefully. Definitely. And then on the, the fitness side, what you were doing, um, how did it being that kind of combine, you know, USL coaches there on a different level? Because obviously, like, you you know, it, it's hard to mix. Just like any, any – um, player leading into a draft right they want to showcase but they also want to train to get ready because eventually once you get drafted or in this case signed you actually have to play so from their a player's perspective they know that you're one of the and the fitness side of it is one of the big perks of this camp so how did you balance making sure that the coaches saw what they needed to see and also getting in the fitness and agility and speed work that that you wanted to do that's a big part of the camp yeah, you know, I think the biggest challenge is uh, we have 30 guys that are all coming in with very different fitness levels, right? Especially with COVID. Um, so with, with COVID, depending on where you were coming in from and what you were restricted to, maybe you weren't training a lot. So now you're coming into this camp and you're completely out of shape. Um, or maybe you were coming in and, and you've been doing your workouts and, and, you're, and you're fit and you're ready to go and you could play 90, right? So we had guys who were on both ends of that. Um so, so for me, it's it, it's not necessarily about any gains. Like they'll get a taste of some of the stuff that we do as 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 a Onyx performance training company. But the camp is very different. It's not a time for me to be trainer Gores. It's really more a time for me to just you know help Coach Mike and Gooch and Mookie and, and help those guys do what they do. And there's a little bit of strength training, mostly just recovery work and functional stuff. Um, and there's a little bit of speed training before they get into their sessions, just showing them basic acceleration mechanics, change of direction mechanics so that they can be aware of where their body is. Um, but nothing that's going to take away from what they need when they're practicing and competing and then getting to the games. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, in the future, what do you see for this camp like the fact that it was so big and was such a success on the men's side obviously bringing back the women uh and what they're we want to do with them in the future like what what is the 2022 version in a post-covid world of this camp look like yeah so i i think you know one of the one of the things that happened this year that gave us a clearer vision more than anything was the way that we can scale this and get more people involved and the way that we can bring the women back and make it make it successful so um in the future i definitely want to get more training like i would of course like to be able to do what i do best um but i step aside I, i'm no I, i'm not going to come in guns blazing and say no i definitely want to do strength training and speed training and stuff um i feel like there, there's definitely ways that we can take a look at the schedule and say hey these are the sessions that we're going to do and these are the things that we're going to um, take away so that we can add a little bit more strength and speed, uh, a little bit more individual and technical work, which we did a lot of this year. Um, so guys can get good training, like four or five days of training, and then leading into the end where we're doing two to three days of games where they can show off kind of what they've learned and what they've done. So um, that's where we see this going. Uh, I, I think that there's no reason why next year we can't double in the size of, uh, solely on the men's side and then start to introduce the, that women's side again and um, 
get my get my friends like Ayal, Ava Bush, and uh, Joanna Bulls Fenema to come in and, and help out with the technical training side of things, where uh, they can come in and they can run those sessions. And then, yeah, it will go back to five, six sessions a day for me, where I'm doing the men's and the women's uh, on both sides, strength, speed, and, and speed, all that other stuff on the field. So yeah, looking forward to bringing guys like you back out there next year to to help me out because I'm going to need the help if we get to where we want to go. You know I can't wait to get back down there because, um, one, any opportunity to work with you is one that I welcome, and, two, it's Tampa in January. Get me the hell out of the Northeast where the temperature is half of what it is down there. I'm As, as you see <laughs> right. in Richmond, you're, you're already commenting how, how sad you are to be back from the weather standpoint. I don't know. This slow dying inside process because we drove. Right. Like I didn't want to have to deal with I didn't want to have to deal with having to test and get all those tests negative for uh, the, the airlines as well. So and, and my whole family came. So we decided to one, save the money and two save the headache of having to get everybody tested again and again and again. So we drove down there and then on the drive back, you can just see like the temperature dropping. We go from like these super nice palm trees in Florida and South Carolina to as we get into uh, North Carolina and Virginia, like now we're getting into the evergreens and now there's like no green at all on the trees. And then you get home. We left sat Saturday night at seven 30 in the evening. We got home at seven 30 in the morning. Um, and, and there's just frost on the ground and stuff. So you open the door and it's freaking cold. And you're like, man, what the heck just happened? Yep. It's January. January, <laughs> the worst. Uh, glad that it was so successful. Can't wait to be back and uh, excited to, to kick off another year of podcast, my man. Yes, sir. Coming up in future editions of the pod, we'll check back in with our third original co-host, uh, Lorenzo Alexander. Uh, a full year out of the NFL. His Buffalo Bills are killing it. Uh, so that's exciting. I'm sure he'll have thoughts on that. But also, he's been continuing, as, as we've checked in with him on the pod about before, uh, continuing his pursuit of coaching. Uh, he's working with Exos a little bit now, so we'll do that. Uh Got some some people over at Whoop that I think we're going to collaborate with a little bit. Uh, be excited to get someone from Whoop on the podcast. So good stuff coming. Uh, so make sure you subscribe or follow on Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening right now. Uh, just hit that button and make sure that you are alerted every single time there is a new episode. Uh, if you would like to hit Chris up, you can get him on Twitter and Instagram at Trainer Gores. If you want me at Craig Hoffman on Twitter at Craig underscore Hoffman on the gram and uh chris uh, i'll see you back here on the pod in a few weeks you coming up this way at all anytime soon yeah i'm actually on my way up there today um so i'm, I'm usually in northern virginia once or twice a week um so yeah we'll, we'll catch up soon sounds good uh, maybe a, a pod with two microphones instead of a microphone and a zoom uh until then right. everybody stay safe and uh we'll see you next time on train with the best podcast